0: Show them to all. Today's office, is Brachastav Chaf Aleph, we are starting Chaf Amabez, the second to last line, the second word on the line. And in the villain in Suris Adaf, that's Yodal Ramad Aleph, third line, the last word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Nishmas Maris, Mirim Sarabas, Rabbi Yaakov Misha, Hernesh Shamashravan Aliyah. And we're talking about wearing fillin and how a person has to make sure that they have a clean body, a gufnucky, and in general, how a person has to be aware and make sure that they're treating their fillin with proper kedusha when they're wearing them. But now here it seems we have a little bit of the opposite. Rabbi Yechim Loy Zakai, loi havan tviloi zoin mine, loi bakaitav loi loy Rabbi his tefillin would never move from him, not during the summer and not during the winter. was The same him. in the winter, that he had a strong head, have a he would wear both tfilin, the arm and the head tfilin. However, in the summer, he didn't have such a strong head. He had a little bit of a weaker constitution in the summer. would only wear his arm and not his head. Tefillin. Now there is a girsa so which is the exact opposite. That during the winter he was weaker, and it was the winter that he only wore one tefillin, and in the summer he wore both. Now the Gemara asks on Rabbi Yehuda and Zakkai that it's mashma that his tefillin never came off of him. How is that possible? Asked the Gemara. In asur mishum erva. Is not asur to wear tefillin unclothed because of erva? And the Rashi says Rabbi Yehuda wore his tefillin even when he was unclothed. How is that possible? So now we're going to discuss the bathhouse. And back in the day, their bathhouses had three different rooms, kind of similar to our mikvahs. But usually our mikvahs only have two rooms. They had three rooms. In the outer room, the bayisach for the most part, people were dressed over there. And usually what people would do is they would take off their clothing and immediately go into the middle room and deposit their clothing by one of the bathhouse attendants over there. And then from the middle room, they would go into the inner room, which is where the baths actually were, and they would bathe and do whatever they need to do over there. So now we have a first answer for Rabbi Yechanan. He tells us, and how does he know this Rabbi Yechanan did? Because he was a Talmud of Rabbi Yechanan. He would wear an Abikarsim when he went to go bathe. Now, Abikarsan is some sort of undergarment. It's like a robe of sorts, or it's a undergarment, perhaps a long undershirt or underwear, and it means under his clothing. So when went to bathe, he had this garment underneath his other garments, so even though he took off his garments in the outer room, he still was wearing this under thing, this robe of sorts, so that's why he was able to wear his tefillin, even into the middle room. And it was only, once he got to the bathhouse attendance in the middle room, and then he would take his tefillin off, but this was almost right before he went into the bath itself, so he wore his tefillin for as long as humanly possible. Now, Rav Yitzchak tells us that used to do something different, and he was Yechonah's tomb- but also, so he had a different Messiah from his Rebbe, that Ad Yaakov Tarmusara shun he would wear his tefillin all the way up until Yaakov Tarmusara. Yaakov Tarmusara was someone that was standing in the inner room of the bathhouse, mamish right next to the bath, so he would be wearing his tefillin and obviously this garment of his all the way up until the bath itself, literally up until the steps or the shower or whatever it was, then he would take it off and bathe. Now, we kind of have enough of Once he finished bathing, have a in law, then they would give him his tefillin right away and he'd put them on right away. The Gemara continues telling us, we kind of have a maison lay. When they were bringing him his tefillin, have a amar da he would say the following to them. There was two aronais went with am Yisrael in the midbar, Aronisha Chayyaylamim, but Aronisha Yosef. The Aron of Chayyaylamim, which is referring to the Aron Kaidash, and the Aron of Yosef, which is referring to his cough and then had his bones in it. And the Umasa'ilam, all the nations, they would say, halalu. What exactly is the nature of these two Aranis? And Clay Yisrael will tell them, shal yosef, Im shal This is the Aron of Yosef with the Aron of Yisrael. And the nations of the world make fun of Klai Yisrael. But I they would say, mahalach Im shal Is it possible that you have an Aron of someone who's dead going with the Aron of the life giver of the worlds? Meaning going with the Aron of Hashem? Yisrael, but Am Yisrael will tell them, bazeh. It's because this one, meaning Yosef, he kept everything that was written in this Aaron, meaning he kept all the Tyra. And this is what Rabbi Yekhan would tell everyone right when he finished bathing. But now the Gemara asks, Valam hu amar Why would he say that? Like, what exactly was the point of that? So Rabbanin, he answers, Begin Mamer Mila Da'iria, said he could speak in words of tyra right away. But now Amale Rabbanuner of told Rabbanin of Hachen Loy Havale Mila Da'iria elada." did he not have any other words of Tyra to say except for these? So Rabbanin gives a different reason why he specifically chose to share these words. Ella rather, tyran Haven, he was given the words of Musar, words of rebuke to tell them, the people who were in the bathhouse, Yosef, Yosef was only to become a king in Mitzrayim because he kept the mitzvahs of Hashem. And us, he was either referring to himself or he was referring to Am Yisrael as a whole, we weren't zaychet to all the cover that we have. It's because we keep the mitzvahs of Hashem. And you, all the people that are listening to me who weren't Jewish, you want to take away the mitzvahs from us? He was speaking to the non-Jews that were there and they were the Romans and often the Romans made gezeres against Amisrael that they're not allowed to keep mitzvahs and specifically the mitzvah of tefillin. So while he was putting his tefillin on, he gave them this mussar. And now the more asks, "Beizet Sad, whom ofar and Yerushalmi, the lashon of Beizet Sad is like Bavli's Ketzad, Meaning, how does one make a bracha on tefillin? What bracha does a person make? So Reb Zvi Kan B'shem Reb Yaakov tells us, nice When he puts them on his hand, what does he say? Baruch Hashem, the Shanim al mitzvah tefillin. nice and al when he puts them on his head, what does he say? Baruch Hashem, the Shanim al mitzvah. Now we know that we say the opposite. When we put them on our hand, we say And when and we put them on our head, we say Now the Gemara says what does he say when he takes his fillin' off of him? Baruch Lishmar Chukav. But the Kabar qualifies this, This is only according to the Manda Amar, that this Pesach is talking about the Chayka of Tfilin. In a few lines, we're going to quote this Pesach, So according to the Manda Amar, this Pesach is talking about the Chayka of Tfilin. so then when he takes off his Tfilin, he would say this bracha, because the bracha is based on the Pesach. Baruch HaShakeh According command the Manda Amar, this Pesach is talking about the Chayka of Pesach, not with this, meaning he would not say this bracha, when he takes off his tefillin. Now, Rebbe Avoh B'shem tells us, Balaila, some Someone that puts on tefillin at night, over say he's over in say no wearing tefillin at night. what's the source for that? Pesach tells us, You shall guard this chayk in its time. mim What do we learn from his double lashon of miya mim Number one, We wear tefillin only during the day, not at night. And yamima teaches us, excluding Shabbos and Yontif. We don't wear tefillin on Shabbos and Yontif either. As the Gemara of Harav Yosef Masni Barav. Rabbi Vais sat and learned in the evening and he had his tefillin on him. So the Gemara says, no, he would just move them to the side. It's just like he was having them there for safekeeping. Not that he was actually wearing tefillin, he just needed a place to store them, so to speak, so he left them on his head, but he moved them to the side, so it wasn't considered wearing tefillin. But now the Gemara continues, some say, that this whole halacha, that you're not allowed to wear at night, is talking about someone who puts them on at night, meaning he wasn't wearing them during the day, or he took them off during the day, and he put them back on at night. If he was already wearing them, and now it just became night, and he was still wearing his tefillin, it'd be mutter to continue wearing his tefillin. Now, is by Meymar, some say that we can learn from the following, How do we know that we're not supposed to wear tefillin on Shabbos and Yontef? And it shall be for you for a sign, meaning the tefillin shall be for you as a ois, what do we learn from here? Es shehu lechal ice. It's only when the tefillin themselves are the ice. Parat liyam tevim shabbos This excludes Shabbos and Yantif, Shekulan ice. The entirety of Yantif and Shabbos is an ice. We say in veshamru ice hila about Shabbos, and we know that Shabbos and Yantif itself is considered an ice. So when we have something which is already expressing this concept of ice, we don't have to have another ice which is tefillin. Ask the Gemara v'lechen ksev Didn't we just have a pasuk beforehand, the pasuk of miyamim that told us that we don't wear tefillin on Shabbos or Yontef? The Gemara answer less you have no other explanation, Ella, except for the following. Kaidemar Rabbi that which Rabbi says, Kol Mila Dolay Machavra. Anything which is not clear from the Torah itself, we have to make a drasha out of a pasuk. So M'samchin Lo Min Asun Sagi. We support it from many different places, meaning we'll have many different drashas supporting the same idea. So it's okay that we have two different drashas. The Gemara continues. Tamantanin, Tanin. And over there, we learned in a Mishnah, which is later on in the Masechta. Avadim Petur Mikriash Shema Umenatfilin. Women and slaves are potter from saying Shema and from wearing tefillin. Nosham How do we know that women don't wear Tfillin? That's because the pasuk says v'limatam aysam es and you shall teach them to your sons, meaning you should teach Torah to your sons. What's the drasha v'ays bnei sechem, not to your daughters. There's no mitzvah to teach to women. And what do we learn from here? Esru chayv b'talma Torah chayv One who's chayv in is chayv in Whereas nashim she'in chayovas b'talma Torah, women who are not chayv in talma Torah, in b'tfilin. They're not chayv in Now, what does this have to do with tfilin? So there's a hekesh. It says in the pasuk v'limatam aysam es bnei and right afterwards the pasuk talks about tfilin. So we have this between talma and tfilin. Someone who's chayv in is chayv Tfilin. Women aren't chayv in so they're not chayv in Tefillin. But Haseev, when they ask the following question, Michal Bas Kushi, What about Michal, the daughter of Kushi? Who's Kushi over here? That's referring to Shaul HaMelech. Meaning, Michal bas Shaul. Michal, the daughter of Shaul HaMelech, the first wife of Davod HaMelech. <speaking in Spanish> she wore Tefillin. And how is she able to wear Tefillin? Right now, Yushalmi is understanding that if a person doesn't have a mitzvah to do something, it's actually usur for them to do it. So how is she able to wear Tefillin? <speaking in Spanish> the wife of Yona HaNavi, she would be Ayla Regal, V'lay chachamim. And the Chachamim didn't protest what they were doing. How is that possible? So, like, more answers are Chiske Bashem tells us, Ishta Shal Hushava. The wife of Yaino, was actually sent back, and she was not allowed to be Ragel. And Michal Baskushi, Michal Biyad Chachamim, the Chachamim actually were Michael against her wearing tefillin. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about the bathhouse and what's allowed to be done, what's allowed to be sent in the bathhouse. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.